It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Quickly to Wall. Wall measures. Deal. Gets open for three. Welcome to Locked On Wizards, part of the Locked On Network, your daily news from local experts. My name is Quentin Mayo at TOQM underscore on Twitter and on Instagram, and I have a very, very special episode for you today. So listen up. You probably read the title, you probably read the description, but I'm going to break it down to you anyway. 2019, the Locked On Wizards podcast has voicemail capabilities. So call in at 804 453 8608. Again, that's 804 453 8608. Leave a message, questions, comments, concerns, constructive criticisms, whatever you want, and you can be featured on a podcast in which we'll answer your questions and your comments and address it all in the pod. But in this episode, it's just me. And shout out to my guy Mark in Boston. He's been a long time Wizards fan. He left a very, very good inaugural voicemail so i'm gonna read it well actually i'm gonna play it for you guys you take a listen and then i'll break it down after it rolls stay tuned good morning quentin and becca this is mark i'm calling from boston uh but i'm a wizards fan going all the way back to 78 um the the golden years as it were um that's my uh two-year-old son in the background there uh so i I guess i have a uh, constructive criticism and i have an idea a discuss idea that will, I think, probably break Rebecca's heart. Um, the constructive criticism is um, uh, basically, at least in this last podcast, you said that you were going to talk about should the Wizards try your tank, um, but you didn't sort of, uh, like, give an opinion around, like, whether they should be tanking or, like, how they should be tanking or, you know, um, what they might get they might be tanking, you just, I mean, you kind of said a little bit about uh, the, the draft pick, but I think a little bit more discussion of that might be good. Um, and then my idea, uh, I'm, I think, I think we have to be in blow it up mode. Um, and the only way that we're going to get a good draft pick is if we trade Bradley Beal. Um, and I'm wondering if, you know, what you all think about a trade with the Lakers where Bradley Beal goes to the Lakers. Uh, Brandon Ingram comes back and then maybe uh, a couple salary pieces. It could be like 
Contavious Caldwell-Pope and Randall, Rand, Rondo, I'm having trouble talking this morning for some reason, um, and a pick. So we get, we get maybe get another first-round pick, and we get Brandon Ingram, who I think is really promising. Uh, we give up an established star, uh, which the Lakers clearly need in order to make their push this year. All right, uh, you can discuss this if you want to in your podcast. Um, again, my name is Mark. I'm from Boston. Uh, have a good day. Once again, shout out to my guy, Mark. Thank you for calling and leaving a question, my man. He's out of Boston, but he's a longtime Wizards fan, and I absolutely believe him because it takes a different type of person to call in and, and even talk about the Wizards in your free time. If you're talking about the Wizards in your free time, you're a dedicated guy. Look look at me. Uh, Wizards suck, man. But um, it's a two-part question. I'm going to break down as best as I know how with the sauce, with the swag that I bring. And, uh, yeah, let's get right into it. Two parts. First part is to the Wizards trade Bradley Beal. And, uh, well, that's the second part. So the Wizards trade Bradley Bill for Rondo and Brandon Ingram. You know, some salary pieces like that. And uh, well, the first part of the question is, should the Wizards tank or should they try? Now, I'm going to start with the Wizards tanking or trying. My answer is they should tank. And here's my plan. After the all-star selections are made, you rest Bradley Bill. You rest Bradley Bill for a multitude of reasons. One, he's the best player on the team right now. And whether you're looking to build around Bradley Bill for the future... And move John Wall, per se, you need a healthy Bradley Bill. In any circumstance, you always need a healthy Bradley Bill. So if you're looking to build around Bill and move Wall or Auto Porter down the line, sure, you know what I'm saying? But you still got to rest Bill. You still have to rest him for the future. He's averaging, I believe, what, um, 36.7 minutes per game. That is the third highest in the NBA, right behind Anthony Davis and James Harden. He's playing too many minutes. It's absolutely ridiculous. You rest Bradley Bill. Or... If you're planning on trading Bradley Bill, if you're trading on, if you're planning on giving him away, sending him to another team, and seeing what you get back for him, you still need to rest him. You, people already know what a talent Bradley Bill is. They know how great he can be. They know how great of a shooter he is. They know how he's starting to develop his playmaking. His playmaking ability has definitely rose since um, John Wall has been out with injuries for the past two seasons. It's increased and it's impressive. And one thing that hasn't been getting a lot of credit from Bradley Bill is his finishing. His finishing is exquisite if have you ever heard exquisite described as a finisher but his finishing has improved much improved since last season and i think it's actually been his bright spot not his shooting but his playmaking and his finishing around the rim have been extremely extremely impressive this year so um yeah you need to rest bradley bill first and foremost and this is like the first step of the tank make sure he gets into the post i mean into the all-star selection and then you rest him. You rest him big time. Because now that you're resting him, it's time for the second part of my tank plan. You develop Troy Brown Jr. and you develop Thomas Bryant. Develop Troy Brown Jr. and you develop Thomas Bryant. And it shouldn't be, this is not some life-changing announcement that I'm making. These two guys, for one, Troy Brown Jr. is averaging seven minutes a game. The fourth lowest out of the rookies in this class. Seven minutes per game. He was a lottery pick. He's averaging seven minutes per game. You brought in Ron Baker, who just got waived the other day. Ron Baker averaged more minutes with his time. The Wizards than Troy Brown Jr. did. Their lottery pick, you developed Troy Brown Jr. And Thomas Bryant has been one of the lone bright spots on this team. And um, I'm just so impressed with him. You just can, you need to continue to develop him as he will be an extremely valuable asset to this team down the line. Um... In Washington, they they have his his contract is on the books. 
So you can extend a qualifying offer to him this offseason for around 1.8. But with his performances and what he's been doing so far as a wizard, you know, his he might have a market, not a big team market where all the teams are claiming to get him but a handful of teams might you know try to extend an offer to him and pick him up for maybe two three million dollars he'll be a cheap guy um actually it'll be more than two or three um but yeah some teams will be interested in having a big man that has high intensity he goes hard every single night he's extremely efficient he's shooting the second highest actually the first highest um field goal percentage on the team he has the best effective field goal rating on the team right now um and he's just he's just a great locker room guy. He's a great glue guy. He's a guy that that you look out on the court and if Otto is slumming or Saddle's not having the best game, Bill's, you know, going through one of his spells, Thomas Bryant is right there on the defensive end, on the offensive end. So he's one guy that you definitely want to develop, continue to develop him, and especially assuming that we're gonna assume that the White Howard's opting into his contract next year. It doesn't look too bright for him coming back this season. Um what does he have to come back for? You know, but he was given a second year player option, which, you know, Ernie Grunfeld is famous for those. So he's going to opt into his country and try to continue to revitalize and revamp his career um, in Washington, and at least try to get out of there next year after showing teams that he still has something in the tank. But he'd be a great one, too, instead of a, you know, Gortat, not a Gortat, instead of a Dwight Howard and uh, Yamahimi, a Dwight Howard and a Thomas Bryant. Or maybe Thomas Bryant sometimes when uh, Dwight Howard is initially coming back and needs some rest. Thomas Bryant has been starting recently he's getting good minutes and he's being extremely productive on that end of the floor on both ends of the floor so i say you continue to develop him as well as troy brown jr and troy brown jr is really pertinent that you develop him i mean it's it's i've said something in each and every podcast that we've talked about the wizards about the lack of troy brown playing time and um i just can't stress enough he's a lottery pick Either you develop him in the NBA when your team is already shorthanded. Not only are they shorthanded, but they're shorthanded to playmakers. Playmakers. The reason and this is all Ernie and, and Scott Brooks preached all offseason when they drafted him is that he's a he's a wing. He's a bigger guy. He can guard one through four, some, one through three, sometimes four, because he's so tall and he's long. He has a wingspan of like a seven footer. Um, you can do those things with him, but he's so smart. He's been a point guard all his life. It was only until late in high school and then his year at um, Oregon, his years at Oregon, that he began um, you know, playing the wing. He's been a point guard all his life. And I just did a video on New Year's resolutions for the Wizards. Draft Express, all these NBA.com, all these um, experts have talked about what they love from Troy Brown is the fact that he can find the open man. He's so smart. His IQ is through the roof. He's a, a playmaking wing. And if you need playmaking guards and wings on your team, it's no reason why Troy Brown should not be getting minutes. And it's also no reason why I like chasing Randall. I see what they, I guess I see what they're trying to do. They're trying to develop another pure point guard um, while John Wall is hurt. But even when John Wall was, um, you know, still in and out the lineup, just chasing Randall was still getting more minutes than him. I don't I just I don't see why you play chasing Randall so many minutes and Ron Baker so many minutes. But Troy Brown Jr. can't get any minutes. The only time he got substantial minutes after. John Wall's injury was the game after. The game after. And he had a decent, he had, he had a good game. A good game. So I don't understand why that was the only time he got minutes. Um, he needs to get more minutes. He has not played. He didn't play last night or two nights ago um, in Oklahoma City. They were up by 20 on the Thunder. And six minutes to go, and I six to seven minutes to go, I get on Twitter and I say, look, Scott, take Bradley Bill off the game. You're up by 20. Give him a break. Rest him. And Troy Brown Jr. can see the floor. He can't see the floor when you're getting blown out by 20 to scrub teams or, or decent teams or teams that are better than you, just the entire NBA, or 
when you're blowing out a team by 20, he can't see minutes on either extreme. So figure out a way to get him on the court. And if you're not going to um, utilize him in NBA action, send him back to the G League. Stop wasting his time. Allow him to play basketball. Full games. Give him substantial minutes, whether it's in the G League or in the NBA. But don't have him up and not give him minutes when you're getting blown out or when you're blowing out a team. It makes absolutely no sense. I don't understand what they're doing with him. But yeah, Endeavor Robinson just came up from uh, the G League because they cut Ron Baker. So we'll see if they actually get some playing time. You got to play these guys, man. You got to play these guys. So that's my thing. Two reasons. One, you got to protect um, Bradley Bill for possible trade asset or just if you want to go um, into the future of this um, organization. He needs to be healthy for both. Whether he's staying in-house or getting shipped out, he needs to be healthy. He needs to be fresh. Rest him after the all-star selection. And my reason number two, or my point number two to how to tank is um, develop Troy Brown and Thomas Bryant. De develop those young guys. And um, when I'm talking about tanking, though, I, I was looking as for a comparison of, you know, this Wizards team doesn't, the front office and the, and the management, they're not embracing a tank. They're not embracing it. They're not calling it a tank. They're trying to compete each and every night. They want to They want to chase the AC. It used to be we want to get to the Eastern Conference Finals. Now it's we want to make it into the playoffs. That's what's being preached. So I'm looking and I'm saying, I'm not going to embrace the tank. Where, where, have I, where have I heard this before? And I look, it's the, it's the Grizzlies, man. It's the Memphis Grizzlies blueprint. You deny the tank accusations at all costs. And this is what the Wizards should do. And we're going to talk about the Grizzlies and how they're similar to the Wizards. It's eerily similar. It's actually kind of weird. But you deny. Here we go. Here's the blueprint, Wizards. Listen up. Deny all tank accusations. But still appear to compete. But rest your big money guys like Bradley Bill. Maybe even Otto Porter. Rest those guys. Bill does not need to be playing 40 minutes a night. Rest them. Rest those guys. So, yeah. Um... You deny all tank accusations. You still compete. You still preach competitiveness, which Scott Brooks is one of his only things he does as a coach. And you develop your younger guys. But and let's be let's be clear though. Even with Bill playing 40 minutes, they can't win consi games consistently on a consistent basis. They can't do it. Whether he's getting rest and he's not playing, or he's playing 45 minutes a game, they're losing either way. So rest your guys. Develop some other guys. It's an unofficial tank. And now let's hop into what I say about the what I'm what I'm trying to preach about the unofficial tank. And um, Mark, thanks again for calling in from Boston. I definitely appreciate that. Here's what I'm talking about when I talk about the unofficial tank. Think of the Memphis Grizzlies in 2017-2018. Some called it a tank job because their team um, some called it a tank job because they were losing so much, but their team just wasn't capable of winning games due to the construct in the foundation of the organization and the roster they just weren't capable of winning games that sounds eerily similar to the washington wizards right now now i know that a, 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 a comparison has been made to the memphis grizzlies recently but people haven't really been they say grizzlies and they kind of leave it alone let's let's deep dive into this thing and where else can you get it from but quinn mayo Kim underscore on Twitter and Instagram. You're welcome. Let's dive into it. This is so eerily similar, but this is what the Wizards are in the midst of, and this is what they should do. Okay, in 2017-2018, the Grizzlies finished 22-60. and 60. Terrible season. Terrible season. Um, And right now, the Wizards are currently 16-24 and 24 after defeating the Oklahoma City Thunder the other night. Now, will the, will the Wizards win more than six games? I assume they will. Um, with the time they have in Bradley Bill, 
Bradley Bill is more talented than any player that was still playing on the Grizzlies after they had the injury. So they had injuries to Mike Conley and Chandler Parsons, and I believe even a, a, a injury to Marcus Saul at some point. But Bradley Bill is still a more talented player than any of the players that they had after that in Memphis. So they went what? Uh, they went 22 and 60. So the Wizards, I believe they will get six more wins this season, especially when you have teams like um, Atlanta, New York, Chicago, and Cleveland, who appear in at least eight of the remaining 42 games for the Wizards. So it's no doubt in my mind. I think they can get six more wins here. But, you know, I don't know, though. DC family, man, y'all tell me what's up because sometimes this team looks pretty, pretty terrible. So the issues that were plaguing the Grizzly last season and the Wizards this season, they're comparable. They're absolutely comparable. They're eerily similar. Number one, injuries caused huge, huge holes in the lineup. Mike Conley, Chandler Parsons, as I just said, they were hurt early on in the season. Conley was hurt eight games into the season. Well, he played eight games that season, and Chandler Parsons played 36, but only started eight games that season. Um, Conley had season-ending season injury and surgery to his left heel because of a bone intrusion. Hmm. Sounds familiar, right? John Wall is getting season-ending surgery because of his left heel. His exact, it's the same foot, too. This is weird, right? Also, Dwight Howard, a huge deal this offseason, a huge reason why the Wizards on paper looked like they were ready to at least compete in the Eastern Conference where LeBron James no longer was in. Dwight Howard had a big part of that. You say, okay, we get rid of Martin Gore Todd. Yamahimi, you know, he's not capable of starting. We bring in Dwight Howard, who did not have a bad season at all in Charlotte. Everything that you hear about Dwight Howard is... Um, his locker room presence. He has a bad attitude. He doesn't fit in with the guys. It's all about me, 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 and not about the team. But on paper, his statistics and his production, he had a great year. Not a great year, but a good year for his age in Charlotte. So, yeah. So, yeah. So, he was a big reason why the Wizards thought they had some a chance to succeed this year. Um, he was injured. He's injured, and there's no word on his possible return. And third, when we talk about injuries, Otto Porter. He missed, he's missed some time with a knee injury. He's still coming off the bench. He just played his first two games back. This will be his third game back, and he's coming off the bench. So he's dealing with a knee injury. Chandler Parsons was dealing with a knee injury. Conley dealing with a foot injury. Both season ending. Um, Auto Porters is not season ending, but John Walls is. So into the White Howard, we have no idea what's going on with him. So that's really, really similar. But even with a full slate of players available, both teams were and are immature they lack pure NBA skill from top to bottom, and they lack a competent coach. Now, regardless of how you feel about David Fisdale and, and his job as a head coach in the NBA and the situation that he had in Memphis, there was obviously something going on in the locker room um, and not going on on the floor for Memphis to move on from him in the middle of the season. There's something going on, whether it was offense philosophy, whether it was attitude, whether it was his his he was too hard on the player, quote unquote, or Marcus All, who's an old head. You know, whatever was going on, they had issues. It just wasn't a competent coach right there um, in position. They felt like they had to, you know, they had to cut ties with him. Same thing with Scott Brooks. He hasn't been fired, no, but he's not a competent coach. He's a he's like the Jason Garrett of NBA coaches. He's a clapper. He's a he's a motivator. He's a, hey guys, let's let's try harder. Let's let's get back on defense. Let's run. Let's push the pace. Let's but but coach, can we run some plays? Uh, hey, you play hard, 
you win games. That's Scott Brooks in a nutshell. So they they all have similar issues. They lack pure NBA skill from top to bottom. Both teams had issues with their bench depth. Bench production was a huge issue. You have starters that are really good. Marcus Saul, Mike Conley, Chandler Parsons. But in that system, John Wall, Bradley Beal, Otto Porter, they didn't succeed. They lacked coaching, which makes their skill decrease because they're not producing each and every night. They all immaturity. The issues that went on in the locker room in Memphis, I don't know how familiar some of you guys are with the, the Memphis uh, situation with Marcus Saul and the arguing, the young versus the old, and Fizdale and all that. It's an immature locker room. A whole bunch of stuff going on in the locker And look at the Wizards. Also immature, cursing out the coaches. Uh, John Wall's baby is announced by Austin Rivers on a podcast. Um, all this stuff. Bradley Bill saying, I've been dealing with this for X amount of time. F y'all. F this. F Scott Brooks. Dwight Howard. You know what I'm saying? I don't I don't have to paint that picture, but Dwight Howard. <laughs> so it's a lot of stuff going on, which makes these two teams eerily similar. Eerily similar. So um, Brooks, his failures as a coach, it's well documented from his time in OKC to his time here. And um, also Memphis's front office believed that Memphis had a legitimate. They 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 believed in Ben McLemore. They believed in Mario Chalmers. You know what I'm saying? They believed in what's his name, Deontay Davis. They believed in Jarrell Martin. They believed in these guys. The same way the Wizards will refuse to say we're tanking or giving up on the season. The same way the Wizards believe in Markeith Morris, Otto Porter, Tomas Sadoransky. The same way. Ernie Grunfeld and Ted believe in these guys the same way that the Memphis ownership and organization believe in these these guys that we all know will have no reason to be in the postseason. They're not capable of winning games alone. It's just it's just not it. It's eerily similar. So now look who we are. The same leadership is intact. The same core group of guys are, are intact. When I say that, Ernie Grunfeld has been there for how many? 16 years. 16 years. John Wall, Bradley Bill, Otto Porter, that core has been together for quite some time. Quite some time. Same way, Memphis Grizzlies, that ownership team has been intact for some time. Sometime Marcus Saul. Um, what's his name? I, I just Mike Conley. Those guys, that core has been together for a long time. It's starting to get old. The definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over again and expecting different results. But you see, what the Grizzlies got out of it, they, they're not going, they're not looked at as a tank team. They're not looked at as the 76ers of the West. They're, nobody looks at them like that. They looked at a team that just wasn't capable of winning. They looked to compete, quote unquote, every single night. They just could not get it done. And they got a fourth round pick, a fourth, a fourth pick in the first round in Jaron Jackson, who is now the second leading scorer on that team. He's a bright spot. He's a he's a high pick. You get a high draft pick out of him. You get a high draft pick out of him. Look at the Wizards. It's the same same deal. This team is trying to win. They it appears it appears that they're trying to win, but they're losing. So all I'm saying is, Scott Brooks can make it look like you're trying hard all you want. He can tell these guys to play hard. They we say the same thing every night. It seemed like they played hard. Shots weren't falling. That's what that's the story of the Wizards. Every single game, they just weren't falling. Defensive miscommunications, took a lot of threes, couldn't make them. Nobody's saying this team is tanking. They're not saying that. They're not embracing a tank. Bradley Bill preaches it every time. I want to go to the playoffs. I'm competing every single night. Okay, I hear you, Bradley. Now, 
you take that same foundation of what Scott Brooks has put into place, which has not worked since he's been here, and now you say, okay, Bradley will not be the third leading um, player in minutes in the NBA on a team that is two games out of the eighth seed. He will not be playing 37 minutes and not make the postseason. So then you say, hey, Brad, how about you play 25 minutes per game? Troy Brown, instead of seven minutes a game, you get 16 minutes a game. Thomas Bryant, you keep playing, you keep starting, you keep getting that time. Otto Porter's working off the bench. It's perfect. It's a perfect, it's a perfect opportunity. He's working it off the bench. Hey, let's let's take down Bradley Bill's time a little bit. That's all you have to do. I'm saying you tank, you don't claim it or embrace it. It's an unofficial tank. Decrease Bradley Bill's minutes, increase Troy Brown's minutes, continue to develop Thomas Bryant. You shop Otto Porter, Markeith, and Wall. They're both not tradable because they're injured. You tank, wink, wink. Get you a high draft pick. Get a Zion. Get an RJ Barrett. Somebody. Get your bowl bowl. Somebody. Get a high draft pick. You tank. And Mark, I hope that in-depth analysis I gave helps you at least understand my point of view of the first part of your question. Should they tank or not? Yes, they should tank. And that's how the Wizards should do it. We're going to take a break. We come back. I'm going to discuss Bradley Beal to the Los Angeles Lakers. This is part two of Mark's conversation. Discuss that. Be right back after this. Stay tuned. This is Jake from Locked On. Locked On has teamed up with State Farm to spotlight some of the greatest supporting players in NBA history. After beating the Heat led by LeBron James and Dwayne Wade in 2011, Dirk Nowitzki won an NBA title and proved himself to be one of the greatest basketball players of all time. But there was one player in the starting lineup for the last three games of the finals that helped support Dirk all the way to a championship, J.J. Barea. Led by J.J. and Jason Terry, the Mavs' second unit proved to be the strength throughout the playoffs, where they led the NBA in bench scoring. But for games 4, 5, and 6 in the NBA Finals, Mavs coach Rick Carlisle inserted Barea into the starting five to help the Mavs space the floor and put more playmaking around Dirk. J.J. Barea had a knack for running the pick-and-roll with Dirk that helped the Mavs score more efficiently on their run to a title. Dirk Nowitzki couldn't score the way he did if he didn't have much-needed support from someone like J.J. Barea. Sometimes, you and I need that kind of support, too. Think of State Farm like a pivotal team player. When you need help protecting the things that matter most, remember the jingle and just say, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Welcome back to Locked On, which is part of the Locked On Network, your daily news from local experts. My name is Quinn May. I'm spearheading this voicemail question right now. And here's part two. Do the Washington Wizards trade Bradley Bill to the Lakers for Brandon Ingram, maybe Rondo, maybe KCP, some some salary pieces? Do they move Bill to L.A.? Here's my answer. No. No. No, no, no. No. Here are three reasons why the Wizards and the Lakers will not trade each other pieces. Here are three reasons why. Number one, the Lakers aren't pressed to win a championship right now this season. They have a good squad assembled right now. I know LeBron is injured in this, that, and the third. They're not. This is not what all their chips are in. All the chips are not in on this season. This is the first step in a bigger plan for the Los Angeles Lakers. They're not a championship team right now. Of course, they're going to compete for one. If you have a guy named LeBron James on your team, Obviously, he can compete with the Golden State Warriors all by himself. And he has a better team than he did with the Cavaliers. Um, yeah, but this is not the plan. Will they, 
let me rephrase that will they compete for a championship i will put them in the finals i will put them in the finals either them or houston against golden state um it's gonna be hard because houston the way James Harden's playing right now is absolutely ridiculous. If he can get some help from his teammates and Chris Paul can come back from his injury, this can be a scary team once again. But I do not like them moving on from Trevor Reza, who was one of their best 3 and D guys when they had him. And they lost um, Luke Mbahumute, who was a great perimeter defender, as well as the, he could guard the bigger guys when need be. Um, but yeah, but I do think it's a three-team race to get to the postseason, or to get to the championship game. And that's Golden State number one, Houston number two, maybe the Lakers. But this is not the Lakers all in. This is not their one shot it's a bigger this is a bigger race in the lebron era and this moves beyond this game i mean this season excuse me fact number two reason number two just as fascinated as you all are of how good brandon ingram could possibly be so are the lakers so are the lakers that's why they haven't pulled the trigger yet that's why they haven't made the move, made the trade. They haven't moved on for Brandon Ingram because when you have a guy that's as tall as KD, kind of, just as tall as KD, can shoot decent, has has a ceiling that he still has yet to reach in shooting, can play in the post, can defend. We have a guy like Brandon Ingram who can possibly be a once in a generation talent, one of the top talents in this in this era right now, especially a young guy. You don't just move them on a whim. You can't do that. So just as fascinated as Wizards fans may be of what Brandon Ingram could add to a team like the Wizards, what they need right now, it's the same thing Magic Johnson is saying to himself. Same way Palinka is saying to himself. They they know. They know he's a good, he could be a very good player. So they're going to let him develop a little bit more, see where he's going, but they're not in any rush to move him absolutely not in any rush to move him especially not to the wizards especially not just for bradley bill like bradley bill is a really really good player like top 25 maybe top 20 player in the national basketball association he's a really good player and him beside lebron james in la it it's it seems perfect it seems like a great fit for him yes i absolutely i know i know i know however no they're not gonna move him just yet they want to see how it plays out with him. So we'll have to see that. But reason number three, last but not least, and I told y'all I wasn't going to be long. And if I didn't tell y'all, I meant I was going to be long. But this is one of those things where this is not tanking in detail. This is a trade that I don't think is going to happen. And I don't think they should. What? No, I don't think they should do. This is one of those. So it's not going to take me long to get this across. Adding Bradley Beal. This is the Lakers. If you add Bradley Beal, that eliminates the Lakers. That eliminates their ability to add a max level talent this offseason. Bringing in Beal's contract this year eliminates them from the Kevin Durant sweepstakes. Do who knows what Kevin Durant's going to do? But we're not going to act like Kevin Durant's name has been floating around in connection to the Lakers organization. He's also said <laughs> he had he had the fallout with Draymond, you know, they may be cool now, but that's no incident. You know what I'm saying he has his rings. He can do whatever he wants to do. He can go wherever he wants to go. He's a free spirit. If you add Bradley Bill now, it takes you of the Kevin Durant sweepstakes and it eliminates you from the max level deals you can possibly give out this offseason. A Bradley Bill trade can be made this season. It can be made next season. It can be made at various points. It doesn't have to happen right now. And especially when they want to add a big time. Like, Beal is big time. 
okay? Let, don't get me wrong here. But when they want to add a big-time talent, they tried to add Paul George last year. They thought they had Paul George in the back. That is a big-time deal, especially with LeBron James. Bradley Bill is a big-time deal. Paul George is a big-time deal. Kawhi Leonard is a big-time deal. Kevin Durant is a big-time deal. They do not want to take themselves out of that sweepstakes. So, with Bill under contract until, what, 2021, 2020, he'll, he'll be here, supposedly. He'll be here. But, also, the Lakers don't want to eliminate themselves from contention of a big-time max-level player this offseason, but they're also still waiting on Brandon Ingram. It just goes hand-in-hand. Hand. That patience goes hand-in-hand hand for the Lakers. We can wait to see what B.I. is going to be. While also keeping our pockets um, fat enough to where we can add maybe a Kawhi Leonard. We can convince Kawhi to come here or um, a Kevin Durant or, you know what I'm saying? And if all else fails, then yeah, they'll, they'll add a Bradley Bill. Yeah, he's a big time. That's a big deal. If they had Bradley Bill on the Lakers right now, I would not have them number two under the Rockets. The Lakers right now with LeBron. Kuzma, because you can't touch Lonzo, you can't you can't touch Kuzma, you can't touch any of the young guys. They have said that they're not moving into those young pieces. The, the Wizards even spoke about Kuzma. They're hanging up the phone. They, they might not even be answering the phone right now unless you're giving Bradley Bill away, which is something Ernie Grunfeld might do. But you can't touch any of those young guys. That young core, Kuzma and, and Lonzo and them, you can't touch them. So if anything, it'll be Bill for B.I. And they also don't want you to touch Brandon Ingram. But Bill for B.I., Rondo, and KCP for salary purposes. Something like that. No, I, I, I don't jump at that. And I don't think the Lakers jump at that either. But that team right now with Bradley Bill on it would be my number two team in the league. Only reason they'd be number two is because I go with a team that's familiar with each other. You got a Golden State team that's been together for quite some time. They've been with KD for two, three years. Um, yeah, they, ju they just have that cohesion. They know how everything ticks. They know how each other works. But if they had Bradley Bill on the Lakers right now, it's a tough series. It's a tough series. Very tough. So, in a nutshell, should they trade for Bradley? Uh, should they trade Bradley Bill for Brandon Ingram? It, no, you don't. You don't. Um, right now, the Wizards should not trade anybody until they definitely look themselves in the mirror and decide what they are as a team. Are they tanking? Yes or no? Are we competing? Are we a playoff team? They have not faced that fact yet. They still think they can compete. They still think they can make the postseason. That's the reason why they have done and executed things the way they have executed, operated the way they're operating. They think they can sneak in the playoffs and make a run. And with Wall done for the season, with Marquise dealing with the neck, Dwight Howard no timetable on his return, Otto Porter's dealing with a knee injury, but, I mean, he had a good night last night. But other than that, he's been underwhelming all season long. He's just not a $106 million player. With Bradley Bill, being the, Bradley Bill and Thomas Bryant being the only bright spots on your team, you're not a playoff team, my man. And they don't realize that. So until they say, hey, we are not good enough to compete this year. This is a lost season. We should rebuild, which is a word that they don't want to hear. We should build for the future. We should get picks. We should gather picks. We should get stuff. We should get picks for our assets instead of sending Kelly Oubre and, and Austin Rivers to the Suns for, for Trevor Reza and nothing else. 
They obviously don't think they're in a rebuild. They made the move for a reason because they thought they could compete right now this year, and they can't. They can't, they can't, they can't. And until they realize that, I don't want them making any moves because everything else is just, it's, 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 it's ignorant. It's ignorant to think that you have a chance and that you're making these moves to win now when you don't. I mean, you don't. You missed it. You missed out. This team is 16 and 24. You've missed out. It's it's over. You can't keep having Bradley Bill play the third most minutes in the National Basketball Association. And the second option on your team is Thomas Bryant. I'm sorry. <laughs> That's not going to work. They need to look in the mirror and say, this is who we are. We are a tanking team. We are a losing team. We cannot compete this year. This is a lost season. Let me preserve Bradley Bill. Let me um, develop Troy Brown Jr. Let me develop Thomas Bryant. Let me trade Otto Porter's contract away and get some draft picks. Let me do these things. They have to embrace that they are not going to be a playoff contender this year right now before they make any decisions as far as trading players away and uh, things of that nature. So, no, Bill to L.A., no, not going to happen. That's where I stand on it, and that's just it. So, Mark, I definitely appreciate your call, my man, from Boston. Longtime fan, first-time caller, first-ever caller. Um, definitely appreciate it. So, thank you for listening to the Locked On Wizards, part of the Locked On Network, your daily news from local experts. My name is Quinn Mayo. You know the name. You know the voice. Follow me on Twitter at, and Instagram at T-O-Q-M underscore. Call into the voicemail, man. Leave a call. Let us know your thoughts. Let us know your opinions. Our number is 804 453 8608 DC family. I'm out of Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this locked on podcast ad free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.